0: Welcome to the Friends of a Feather Podcast. I'm your host, Wren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Here at the Friends of a Feather podcast, we are so excited to tell you all about a great new resource we found Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles. Until now, there was very little to help bridge the gap between storybook Bibles and adult translations, which are written at a high school level or higher. Kaleidoscope is a new kids' Bible company that is changing that. They retail every book of the Bible in beautifully designed single volumes with elementary-aged kids in mind. They are a company you can trust to help your children fall in love with the Bible. Check them out today at readkaleidoscope.com. That's R-E-A-D-K-A-L-E-I-D-O-S-C-O-P-E dot com. This month, they are releasing two new volumes, Sound the Alarm, Joel, Amos, and Jonah, by none other than the hilariously funny Caroline Saunders, and Over the River, The Story of Joshua, by Chris Ammon. Friends, you can use the discount code FEATHER to take 15% off your order today. That's 15% off using the discount code FEATHER. You can find them on Instagram at read.kaleidoscope to learn more. Kaleidoscope, the new kid in kids' Bibles. Well, welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am so excited to welcome Caroline Harrys to the podcast. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She grew up in Oklahoma. She moved to Dallas during high school, attended Baylor University, and she graduated with her degree in finance and marketing. And after graduation, she moved to Dallas, Texas, and she started her job as a financial analyst. And she stayed there 11 years before she retired in 2017 to pursue ministry full-time and uh, her husband Colby and Caroline are still praying and believing for a miracle to become parents and they're taking the path less traveled as they wait on the Lord instead of pursuing other options. When she's not blogging, leading the ministry she founded, Moms in the Making, a nonprofit faith-based infertility support group, wow, I wish I had had that when I was walking (laughs) through it, Um, or recording for her podcast, A Cup Full of Hope, you can find her traveling the world with her husband or working out. So welcome, Caroline, to the podcast.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I miss those days of traveling. Oh, uh, right? I mean, usually doesn't quite travel. look the same, but yes, yes. Oh my goodness, right? Love to travel. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, that's kind of what... It's so fun being here.
0: Well, I, I've noticed that about your Instagram, that you do love to travel and uh, talking about traveling and how that has been uh, such a difference. Hopefully, we'll be able to travel out of the country a little bit I more know. in the next few months. But I'm excited to have you because we have this in common that we have walked through infertility. And so Mm. it is a, sometimes a silent struggle. And so I just wanted to have you on to have you share your story and the ministry that God has birthed inside of you. And i I can't wait to hear it but let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to that, you know, I can relate to this where, you know, we all have a five-year plan. We're like we're going to get married and then we're going to, you know, have some time with just our husband and then in five years we're going to have 2.5 kids and then we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and yep you know, our plans sometimes are different than what God Mm -hmm. wants us. And so tell me about the trip you took with your husband Colby to New Zealand, and then you had the plan of coming back and having babies. So tell me a little bit about
1: that. Oh, I love New Zealand. So I could talk (laughs) about this all day. So yeah, yes, my husband and I, we got married in 2011. And then we took a trip at the beginning of 2012. We love traveling. It really is just something we enjoy doing. And we just thought, well, let's go to New Zealand. And this will be probably our last hurrah, if you will, or last big trip before having children. So we took that trip at the beginning of 2012. So about nine months into our marriage and soon after had um, sought doctors out just uh, due mainly to prior medical history that my husband had gone through. And we just were really facing infertility from the very start, which is usually pretty rare because as you know, most couples try for about a year and then they start kind of questioning what's going on. And then the doctors will, uh, will will visit with them, right? We'll take them as patients. So our story was a little different. So went to New Zealand, come back and really found ourselves facing a diagnosis of infertility, which if you haven't gone through it before, it's not really on your radar. Um, and you know, if you haven't had friends go through it before, it's definitely not on your radar. So that is, that was kind of how we found ourselves, um, realizing that our journey to parenthood was going to look much different than we had originally desired or planned.
0: Mm. And so you walked through this and I said earlier, it's a roller coaster of emotions. And, mm-hmm. um, but how did you finally get to the point? And I know this isn't, I, this is a quick question, but it's not a quick answer. You know, it's no. not a quick question process. But how did you go from, you know, just kind of surprised, like, whoa, we're going through this already. And then really surrendering that fertility, your infertility to the Lord
1: yeah surrender is a huge part of our story so pretty much right when we found diagnose find found out excuse me the diagnosis we were pretty devastated and yet at the same time knew like okay lord there's more to this story so I remember uh you know crying with my husband and at the same time just praying through things opening the psalms and reading them together and just being expected that there was uh that it wasn't gonna end without babies that the lord had good plans for us so uh pretty soon after this, diagnosis, my husband moved to Georgia for work for six months. So oh. not only was it like, hey, here's this infertility diagnosis, but now we're doing long distance. And while he was gone, I had too much time on my hands. And I started mm. Googling everything on how we could get pregnant, how we could improve our health, Um, you know, different vitamins we could take, acupuncture, what diets we could do. And by the time he got back, we were full on all things trying to have a baby from timing, intercourse to charting monthly cycles. Again, acupuncture, diets, essential. I mean, it's exhausting even listing Mm -hmm. it all off now. Mm -hmm. And it was miserable. I was miserable. I probably didn't know how miserable I was at the time, but I think now walking in such freedom, I'm like, yeah, that was that was miserable. That was bondage. And um, I remember month to month being devastated every time I started a cycle. I remember friends calling me, telling me they were pregnant and just really struggling through those phone calls. So fast forward to, I believe it was around August of 2013, and I had had a dream. And in the dream, I was pregnant. And so I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. And I went to take a pregnancy test and it was negative. And at the same time, I started a cycle. So it was like mm-hmm. a double whammy. Mm-hmm. And there was an invitation though from the Lord. I still remember so clearly Him, him speaking to me saying, I am not going to give you a baby by your works. It's going to be because I love you. And it's going to be a gift of grace. You don't have to perform. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to strive. And really, there was an invitation for me to surrender. So I kind of uh, give this analogy of I looked like a little toddler before this invitation. You know, we all have seen the toddler in the grocery store who is throwing a tantrum, they're kicking, they're screaming, they're making a complete scene. And really the parent, the mom or dad can't do anything to assist. Like, mm. Even if they lean in, that toddler will just kind of bat them away. And I, I feel like that's what I looked in the spirit realm. Mm. The Lord couldn't even help me, even if he wanted to. Mm. My fists were tight. Um, I was throwing a tantrum. And really in that moment I did, I said, okay, Lord, I surrender this all to you. And mm. i that moment changed the trajectory of our journey and i really again explain it to i now look like hands wide open ready to receive everything that he's had and and not only can i receive but i can give him the burden to carry and so from August 2013 to where we are in 2021, still Believing for Babies, it has been so full of just joy and hope and peace and expectancy, and um, it's been a journey I never would have signed up for, of course, mm. and yet I believe because we've invited him into it, it has been like the best thing ever at the same time. So uh, what's come out of it has been the best thing ever. Of course, not the infertility itself.
0: Yeah. So do you, I mean, once you made that decision, I mean, just Mm -hmm. I love that you said you had an invitation from the Lord and now your hands are wide open. Do you ever take it back?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think, you know, the enemy always wants to bring in that performance and religion again of you know it's a formula if you do abc then xyz so do i struggle with those thoughts absolutely do i have to take those thoughts captive yes i do and you know put them under the obedience of christ and and just remind my heart remind my mind remind my spirit that no like lord this is i i there's nothing I can do in the natural. Um, And I'm not saying there's not practical things we can do by taking care of our body and things like that. However, the way I was acting before was I had to perform or prove myself in order to get a child. So uh, is it a constant temptation? Of course, but I think just like anything, it's a process and it's a journey. And so it definitely has been both of those.
0: That's encouraging because, you know, we're all human and we know that we can fall back into that. But I love that how this decision and this, you know, uh, hands wide open to what the Lord wants, that that was that changed the trajectory, like you said. So you mentioned about taking thoughts captive. How important is immersing ourselves in scripture when we're faced with infertility or something that is a struggle?
1: How important is that? It's everything. (laughs) This is like, I feel so sorry for the people who follow me on Instagram because I feel like every day I'm like, it all goes back to the Bible. It really does. I think we are so quick to take care of our bodies. Maybe we don't take care of our bodies, but most of us would not go many hours without eating. Or maybe you would go six hours or eight hours, but most of us wouldn't go a day without eating. Mm-hmm. Two days, three days, four days, five days without eating is unfathomable. I mean, we would be miserable. We'd be hungry, and our bodies can't sustain it. And yet, if we think about the spirit realm, there's many believers who have gone one day without feasting on God's word two mm-hmm. days, three days, we cannot be nourished. I think many believers today are walking around malnourished. And so I would say that the word of God is what has sustained me. It is the, it's, it's my life. It's the manna. it's what I have to feast on it. And so um, I think it's just as important to be in the word if you're not in a trial as you are when you are in a trial um, and really to have an intimate relationship with someone you have to spend time with them. The only way that my husband and I are um, have a healthy marriage is because we communicate with one another. We spend time with one another. We enjoy it too, right? We want to be with each other every second of the day. And I think the same thing goes with the Lord. We will never know the Lord if we don't spend time with Him. And we do that by reading His Word, which is alive and active. And so for me, I there, you just can't live a victorious life. You can't live... Um, with joy and peace without feasting and meditating on God's word. And and it's a delight. It's an honor that he would give us this opportunity um, to read his word. And and we have to live by it.
0: Mm. Because
1: especially when you're going through infertility or any other trial, the world is going to come up against you. The doctors are going to say one thing. Google's going to say another. And yet we have to go back to what does God's word say? And Usually, it's the exact opposite of what the world is screaming. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I love when you said that a lot of us as Christians are walking around malnourished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And we go to everything else when we have the source yes, right there. We
1: have the source. It's really the greatest gift. It gets exciting when you can look at it through that lens of, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Bible's the only book we will ever read where the author is present with us. Holy Spirit is Mm -hmm. present with us as we're reading the word. I mean, it's absolutely, it's just, it's life. It's again, it's what's gotten me through. And I'll never stray away from that message of we Mm -hmm. have to know the word. We have to live by the word and it's just everything. Mm.
0: It's also almost mind-boggling that we're like, wait, we can actually read the word, and He's inside of us, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Spirit. That's it's amazing. amazing, amazing. You mentioned a gift, and I love that you mentioned that because um, what I've noticed from you is that you have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. How do you do that when yeah. you're in the midst of something hard?
1: Yeah, you know, I think you have to cultivate it. I think like with anything, it's an option, and we have to opt in. So every morning. I could sleep in or I could spend time in the word. And so I think we can look at people and be like, oh, that's great. That's for them. but actually it's an invitation for all of us. And so uh, the the attitude of gratitude is kind of something that I've said, listen, this is important and I'm gonna make it a priority. and, I just feel like at the end of the season, I can look back and be like, I whined my whole way through. I complained. Mm-hmm. I was miserable. I was hopeless. I was depressed. Or that was the best eight or 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 years of my life. It was full mm-hmm. of joy. It was full of peace. And I really, when we look at scripture, if I, um, I could give a million different examples, but let's look at Paul. When Paul was in prison, I mean, in prison, he was praising his way through, and it was praise that set him free. And I just truly believe that when we choose to praise God, what happens is we take all eyes off of ourselves. We're not focused on our diagnosis, we're not focused on our problems, our trials. Our focus is 100% on Him, and it's the way we should live. So for for me, gratitude, thankfulness, worship, it's not uh, something I just do once a day. It really is just a lifestyle of I don't know how to live any other way. Even my prayer life, I would say it's mainly just saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for um, this podcast. Thank you, the sun is shining. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for how you're going to write this story. Thank you for the way you're going to expand my family. And so uh, it's come with a choice and it's come with cultivating it too. It's not just going to happen, but it has been a decision that I've made. And so when those moments of complaining comes in, or those moments of negativity, I I have to renew my mind, which is Romans 12 We renew our mind with the word of God. So, you know, a lot of it's come from rooting myself in the word. And and I think believers would be surprised when they read the word, how much the word says, do not complain, do not be Mm -hmm. negative, do not be jealous, do not have evil thoughts. And so um, I just think it's very fun to be grateful and thankful. And we really, we really, if we understood the power of the cross, the exchange that happened at the cross, um, the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, I believe if we could grasp His, his love that we would and that we should be the most thankful people on the planet. And so it's fun. It's fun being grateful and thankful. Do you
0: think that back to your that time of surrender, mm-hmm. um, do you think that that had a lot to do with it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because before I couldn't be thankful because I was just focused on myself. Mm-hmm. I I was just focused on myself. And I think that is the power of thankfulness. Is it it is mm-hmm. this shift? It's a mindset shift of no longer am I living life for me, I'm living it for him, which is biblical. It says count at all costs, die to yourself. And mm-hmm. we read those things and we're like, yeah, that's great. But what does it actually look to die to ourselves? And and to know that there's a cost. And and you know, one other thing with gratitude and thankfulness, something that does grieve my heart is when I see a woman who is, let's just say, complaining through her infertility journey, which it's hard. I get it. Yeah. But complaining and woe is me, and God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about me. And then the minute she gets a baby, she's mm-hmm. like, God is so good. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Well, she just missed out on what I would consider one of the greatest opportunities because she's never going to get to praise God on the mountaintop when, like, she could have done when she was in the desert or the valley. And I just think, what an honor when you feel like everything stripped away, when nothing is going your way, that you could get this invitation to praise the Lord, the one who is worthy of it all. And and we're not going to get that again. I'm not going to get that tomorrow like I am today. I'm not going get that in heaven because in heaven that's all we're going to be doing. We're going to be praising, worshiping, singing gratitude songs of gratitude. And so I just feel like there's a, it's this um, this sacrifice that we can make. It's a a decision that we'll never be able to do again like we can in our current season.
0: That's so true because I remember even when we got pregnant and we struggled with, you know, three years of infertility, I remember, I mean eight total, but I remember how God like I I when we got pregnant, I was like, God is so faithful. Mm-hmm. But then a few years later, you know, he he spoke to me and opened my eyes to the fact of I'm faithful no matter what, mm-hmm. Ren. I'm faithful when you were struggling and when you were, you know, in the depths or discouraged. And so it's really, I agree with you. It's its hard and its its it grieves my heart as well to see when we give thanks and praise to God when there is a birth mm-hmm. or when there is a pregnancy, when we should be doing that anyway, yeah. no matter what. All
1: along. And I think there's yeah. power of thanking Him in advance of mm-hmm. just, and that's faith. That's attaching your mm-hmm. faith to gratitude. And that becomes like a power bomb in the spirit. it's. I just think, Lord, I want to thank you today because you are good today. And I Mm -hmm. I just think we have to build our foundation off of God is good. And um, everything should be determined kind of from that core foundation.
0: Yeah. Well, and let's talk a little bit about the title of your book Mm -hmm. um, called In Due Time. And that is also your Instagram handle. Tell me a little bit about what that means to you.
1: Yeah. So about a week after we were diagnosed with infertility, my husband and I were driving to Austin. We live in Dallas and we're just making a trip down there. And I, as you mentioned, have a background in finance and marketing. So I was, you know, career woman, crunching numbers all day, love Microsoft Excel, doing my thing. I always struggled in the area of writing, reading comprehension. Um, It never came easy to me. And so we're driving to Austin and the Lord speaks to me and he's like, you need to start a blog. And I was like, Excuse me. What? <laughs> you you're funny. You have a sense of humor. Really cute, Lord. And uh, thankfully, I obeyed. Even though I would say this delayed obedience is disobedience, but I finally came around to the idea. And so was brainstorming at the time. I actually had a different blog name, but. Um, knew that it was time to transition to something different down the road. And so about a year two years into blogging, just started brainstorming new titles. And in due time was dropped in my spirit. And we find in due time in several uh, chapters of the Bible. It's in First Peter Um But it's also in Galatians 6, 9, which is where I kind of derived the title from. And it says, don't grow weary in well-doing for in due time, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. And so really, I feel like we could focus on that scripture for the next four hours. But what I love is Galatians 6, 7 and 8 says that you will reap the harvest of the seeds that you have sown. And so I think so many times we, we just read Galatians six, nine, and we don't look at the context and we're like, there's going to be a harvest. And it also says before that the harvest you reap will be based on the seeds that you have sown. And Mm so it's just a scripture that I've clung to personally all these years, my blog and book, like you mentioned, were built off of this scripture in due time. And and it's, it's beautiful. It's exciting to me. And I love that there's a mandate of not giving up because I think too many Mm -hmm. people give up before they reach the promise. And, um, and so, yeah, my husband and I were expectant that there is a great harvest and not just physical babies, but of course, so many other things we've been sowing seeds for years on lots of different areas and realms of life.
0: Well, let's talk about one of those seeds that you have sown, which is in your ministry called Mm -hmm. Moms in the Making. Yes, Uh, Tell us a little
1: bit about that and how it started. Yeah, that was wild. It is wild. So Uh, About in 2013, I just thought, okay, there's got to be other women going through this. And so I had a few people over in my living room. There were six people at the time. And so we're talking August of 2013, six people come over. And from the beginning, we just started seeing a lot of life. We met once a week and we were seeing people's prayer lives get transformed. People who had never prayed before were starting to pray. We were seeing bodies healed. And then there was pregnancy after pregnancy pregnancy after pregnancy. And so, you know, at the time I, I didn't think much of it. I was just being obedient, having women over and more people would find out about it. And so the group would expand and then people would have their babies. And of course they would stay home with their babies and 20, 30, 40 babies later, I decided Um, to move it to the online community, which I already had an online community because of my blog. And a lot of those people who were following were part of the infertility world. So moved it to the online community, community. And then at the beginning of 2017, had a crazy idea that we would host a conference. I kind of joke now, I'm like, had I known any details of what went into a conference, I never would have said yes to that. (laughs) Um, So we had a conference in Dallas in 2017. And we had women fly from 32 states. So here we are, we don't know what we're doing. We just say, let's have a conference because there's not one for this community Mm -hmm. yet. And so uh, basically the minute the conference ends, all these women are like, we can't wait to sign up again. Like when is next years? It just brought so much life. And so from there, we started launching groups in other cities. So basically what started in my living room, we now have groups in 60 different, we have 60 different groups. Wow. So 50 of those are in-person groups across the United States, Canada, and across Europe as well. And then um, we have a full Spanish speaking group. So everything we do is translated into Spanish and we have 10 virtual groups and our virtual groups are set up for those, uh, those ladies who live in cities who don't yet have an in-person group. And so really really, From my living room to now, we've had four conferences. We've had one every year. We've seen over 500 babies born through the ministry. And even more so, what's amazing is the hearts that have been healed. Story after story, testimony after testimony of women coming in, feeling, again, like I once was, hopeless. Hopeless discouraged, lonely, uh, defeated, afraid, and their whole lives have been transformed because the heart of the ministry really is to focus on the Word of God and focus on Jesus. And so I think a lot of people probably come in thinking, Uh, I I mean, they do come in, they tell us this, they come in thinking this is going to be a womp womp support group that I'm just going to feel discouraged. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, Jesus just encounters them. Their whole lives are changed. Their marriages are changed. We've had like other family members encounter Christ because of, you know, what these women have received. So I just get to sit back and be a part. And it is it is awesome. It, the Lord is just, He really is fun. And He's just breathed so much life. It's been amazing.
0: I, I love this so much because of the community. But not mm-hmm. just that, it's because you were obedient and faithful in what God called you to do. And the, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you um, are still in the middle. You're in the middle Mm -hmm. of this journey in due time. And um, regardless if God gives you a baby or not on this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. like you're a light and you're showing, you know, I can have joy. I can have peace Mm -hmm. because it's about the Lord and it's not about what. I want, it's what he wants. And so that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because we always hear, you know, the stories on the other side, but we don't hear a lot about the middle and it's sometimes messy. Mm -hmm. And so I I love that. I mean, look at what God has done in your story in Moms in the Making and then continue on. It's been carrying over to your podcast, A Cup Full of Hope. So tell us a little bit, like, who is that podcast
1: for? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of hope podcasts started in 2019. I actually started with a girl I met through Instagram yeah. who became, <laughs> I know who became my very best friend. And so mm-hmm. we connected through Instagram, headed off. We've like traveled with her husbands together, love her dearly. So we started a podcast and really our heart was this podcast is for anyone. Mm-hmm. So anyone who is like, I know there's more. To this Christian life and I want more. And so we just talked about what does it look like to be friends with the Father? What does it look like to uh, walk with Holy Spirit? What does Jesus and Jesus's life mean? So we really um, just talked about all things, you know, scripture from everything from tithing to authority and everything in between. So um, we did that for about a year and she went through a really hard season and had to step back and of course we blessed that. And so I'm now doing the podcast, A Couple of Hope by myself. And um, it's just been a ball. And so I've been doing my most recent episode was how to break free from religion, because that was a big part of my story on just, you know, feeling like I had to read my Bible more or pray a little more or eat a little healthier and all those things. Um, and I have guests on as well. And so we just really focus on Jesus. Of course, I think a lot of the audience is the infertility world, just because that you know is a big part of my following. But we have grandmas listening and single ladies listening, women in college. So um, it's been, again, nothing I thought I would ever do, <laughs> <laughs> but there's been a lot of fruit that's come from it. That's so great. I'm grateful to be doing it.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Maybe they're struggling with infertility. How can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, great question. Lots of different ways. So, if you are looking for just a hope filled community on your journey to motherhood, and it might be that you have one, but you're trying for a second, you're, uh, pursuing foster care, adoption, or you have no idea, you just know you want babies, Um, you can find us Moms in the Making. So Instagram and Facebook, the handles Moms in the Making. The website is Momsinthemaking.com. You can email me personally, Moms in the Making at Gmail. So all things Moms in the Making. Um, My personal in due time, Instagram and Facebook, that's all trusting in due time. And then you could also just Google and do time Caroline and I'll come up and then there's all things, a cup full of hope, but you'll find it somehow. (laughs) If you look any of those up, it'll just lead to the next account. So that's great.
0: That's good. And I can put all that in the show notes for everybody to see. And, um, but, Okay, so there's three questions that I always ask every guest. It's eat, read, love. Yeah. But before we do that, we have to talk about two things really fast. What color are your nails? Because your nails always look amazing. And we need to talk about Frozen Kind Bars. So tell me about oh, your nail yeah.
1: Okay, well, your nails look pretty great Thank as you. well. Thank you. Mine are just red. I just yep, feel like red. red is, I, I mean, I never know the color. But I do okay. do my nails at home. Okay. I have one of those gel kits. It's not preference. Okay. I mean, I would like to get them done, but yeah. that one is, it costs money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's unfortunate. And I feel like it costs a lot of time. Yes. So I just do the gel kit at home. Okay. I do have to have my nails done. That's like a thing for me. Okay. Well, they I don't know. Is anything. it for you too? Yes. It, like a... I, I used to not have any and now I'm like, I have to have it. I don't know how people do it without. I, I kind of judge them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not really. I, I kind of be them, them. And now I'm like, who am I? So um, I usually do red in the winter and then hot pink yes. in the summer. Yeah. And then every once in a while, like maybe a white or something, okay. I like to switch it up. Okay. All right. So that's the first thing. And then frozen kind bars. I need to know. Well, thanks for bringing this up because now I want one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> frozen kind bars. So about a week before our last Moms in the Making conference, which was in October of 2020, it's crazy town. Planning a conference is a full-time job. It is like you don't eat, you don't sleep because we go to every level of detail to just make these girls feel so mm. loud so anyways a friend just swung by because she knew i probably wasn't eating with frozen kind bars well, i had never experienced the goodness mm. of frozen kind mm. bars and y'all if you have not yet tried them try them they are basically like a ice cream snickers mm. but hopefully healthier i mean yeah. are they really probably not are they so, aren't they like you can pronounce everything <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, that – oh, you can't pronounce the ingredients. That's a good call. Yeah, Yeah, I I agree. Well, I feel like they're healthy.
0: Oh, I think they are.
1: They are so good. So if you eat them, please let me know because (laughs) – Yes, I've been seeing everyone being like, "I'm finally trying them," uh-huh. and I feel like I've talked them up really big too. You so have. I'm, I'm like, hopefully they're as good as I've talked them up. Well, <laughs> I saw them at Costco, the big box, and I was like, "They
0: have wait, what, what They have them at Costco, not frozen, but like, oh, box? I'm sorry, box." And I was like, okay. "My husband," I was like, "Hey, Caroline says," and he's like, "Who's?" <laughs>
1: I, I know, you know, right? It's like all our yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends I'm like, That she said, yeah.
0: we should put this in the freezer, and then yes. I'm like, but I don't know if I like kind bars, and so I was like, I'm gonna go to Kroger and get a small box, put them in the freezer, yes. and if then I'll go to Costco and get the big box.
1: Oh, but no, but they're actually frozen kind bars. <gasps> Yeah, oh, i have like, missed out this whole time. I thought you put no. the kind. No, no, oh no! <laughs> See, I need to. I have to go clarify to, clarify to the, the audience. No, <laughs> you go to the frozen section and you buy frozen kind bars. They literally oh. have like ice
0: cream in them. Stop! Yeah, well, they're f- for sure not healthy, but I need some now.
1: Oh, girl, you have to go. You have to. They are. You've been missing out this whole time. Listen,
0: I prayed today. I was like, Lord, I have three interviews today. Just Lord, help something come out of them that is surprising, but not something (laughs) weird. I promise I prayed
1: that. And here I am. Everybody knows I'm weird now. They already knew that. they this no this is the best news because it gets better. So how was the kind bar that was frozen oh, I didn't was that do one? Okay? yeah.
0: I I have a bad time of following through.
1: Oh. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, you don't I mean, if you started there it would only go up uphill, but they are so good. Hey, okay. I'm going to I mean Walmart. I'm probably going to go eat one now. And it's like a kind of a thing between my husband Colby and I because every day he's like, "Can I have one today?" I'm like, "No, babe." We just we have to like portion these yes, out yes. and use them wisely yes you know you have I just day. don't feel no like three times I, a
0: week maybe yes maybe. or four
1: sometimes <laughs> I mean we have been known to eat two back to back because he'll get one he's like I'm using my one I'll like portion them out <laughs> and then I'll have a bite of his and then I'm like oh then I need my own and then I have to give him a bite of mine <laughs> right I mean because you have to make it even I mean <laughs> <Okay>. hello <laughs> I mean, they're really good. And now people on Instagram have been sending me like there's fro- there's kind cereal. Oh. And then there's like these kind frozen bites. So I feel oh. like the whole, it just all, I know. Oh, I know it's just a
0: whole new world. Should I say it? Is. I mean. I should
1: probably just go get all the kind products and just do like an IGTV. I don't know how to do all those things, <laughs> but do like a taste testing party.
0: You need a sponsorship on your blog. I mean, because you share it. I mean, come I, I on. wish I was
1: fancy enough to know how to get those things. <laughs> I've I not, not figured that. that out. Oh, that's all. Okay.
0: I, light bulb for me. I'm going today.
1: Okay. Well, when you eat it, you let me know. I will. Okay.
0: But we're still continuing eating, yes. eating reading, loving. What are you doing? Perfect.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I just finished reading a book. Okay. Wait, which one should I do first? Uh, Do eat since we're already talking about food. Oh, eating kind bars. Okay. (laughs) Frozen, frozen kind bars. (laughs) Not kind bars that are frozen, but frozen kind bars. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Okay. What are you reading? Okay. I just finished reading a book called Reset by Jeremy Riddle. Have you heard of this? No. I highly recommend it. So Jeremy is a worship pastor and – his whole book is getting back to what worship was intended to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so it, there's just this purity on it of, hey, now worship is about looking good and performances and concerts and ripped jeans and fog machines and all these <laughs> things. And not saying that if you're wearing ripped jeans, you're a bad worship leader. That's not what I'm trying to say. Right. However, it just talks about purity in the worship culture and and just what, it, what worship means. Okay. And so it's really... It blessed me. Okay. I loved it. It was one I didn't want to put down. So oh, it was that's a quick great. Read. Okay. I write yeah. that down.
0: Now, what are you loving?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> I'm loving that my husband and I just booked a trip to go to Arizona on okay. Saturday. Okay. Because here's the secret about me. I don't like cold weather. And it's going to be like really cold mm-hmm. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like not just cold for Dallas, but like really cold. Like 15 as the yes. low. Yes.
0: Yes. Here too.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't do that around here. So I basically looked at like every city that was going to be warm, which turned out to be basically none. Like even Florida is going to be cold this weekend. And so we landed Phoenix, it was going to be like 70. And I was like, put me in the heat. Colby jokes that I'm solar powered. He's like, you are like solar powered by the sun. That's And so that's what I'm loving. Escaping town and going to be somewhere where it's warmer. Get me out of this cold place.
0: Okay. So take pictures and put them on Insta stories. You know,
1: I will. And I'll make everyone mad as they're like sitting there (laughs) next to their fire.
0: (laughs) Right. Freezing. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. Good for you. So Hey,
1: it'll be fun. I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast.
0: This was amazing.
1: I just consider it a great honor. I don't take this lightly ever. So oh, yes, great. I love what you're doing. And and this was fun. It was easy. I just, yeah. We, we should be friends. Yeah.
0: We should totally be friends. Yes.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> eat
0: our fine bars together. Our yes. frozen kind bars together. Frozen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Y'all go check Caroline out. And I just really appreciate your time today, Caroline. Yes. Thank you so much, Ren. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Friends of a Feather podcast today. I pray you were encouraged. And if you were, I want to connect you with our Friends of a Feather community. So something new I'm starting in 2021 is every month I will be hosting a Friday Zoom meetup for all Friends of a Feather podcast listeners to connect and talk about the episodes from the month. I'm really excited, and I would love for you to join in. You can go to my website at wrenrobbins.com, and on the homepage there, you can find out all the information. It's a free group, but it's a really great way for us to all share about the episodes, share some takeaways, and have community together. So I will see you in that Zoom room the last Friday of every month. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.